All right, welcome back to another episode of Around the Rink. Hopefully everybody can hear me out there. Yes, no, possibly so. Um, today is Saturday, it's a special edition. Um, today is November 18th, which means we're almost at Christmas. This is our 34th episode, which is crazy to think about. I know I say that every week, um, but we're excited to come to you on this special edition Saturday afternoon with our special guest, Mariah Fujimagari. She's going to be joining us shortly. Um, welcome back, everybody. If you're listening live, thank you so much. If you're listening to us not live, thank you so much also. Um, last episode, we had our Carly Markey on, our teammate over at TIG. Uh, you know her as Quarky Hockey on this Twitter, Twitter machine. Uh, that was a really fun episode. We learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot about how that data is uh, recorded and the, the processes and all that kind of stuff and, and all the, the behind the scenes stuff. Um, Carly's a, a great person, was a great guest, and um, she still hasn't revealed yet what her new job is. Like, we figured it out. I, I figured it out anyway, and uh, I'm sure that'll be announced shortly. Um, so thanks everybody that tuned into that and thanks everybody that continues to tune into us, uh, in this show all the time. Uh, having said that, welcome back to the show, my co-host, uh, goaltender who once scored a goal in a game we found out last week. We learned a lot last week. Allie Morris, how are you? Oh, I'm, I'm good. Still recovering from taking a knee to the head today. That was really fun, but, um. Other than that, just living the dream. Unfortunately, the Wild just lost in a shootout, so that's a bummer. But we're here. You're. Uh, and I was gonna bring here. up the what you posted earlier. You got. Uh, you are you concussed? Like, how are you feeling? You're all right. Oh, I've taken enough knocks to the head. I don't think I'm concussed. I'll have to see my chiropractor shortly. Okay. But. Okay. T- typical <laughs> Minnesota sports kind of let down day, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Uh, We're in a bit of a slump. The Vikings are not in a slump, though, so we'll just say it's the, the Vikings wild. Vikings are, are a, almost America's team now with the, the new quarterback. Our friend uh, Megan Pizon uh, has a Josh Dobbs jersey, so Minnesota Vikings fever is hot. Uh, the Wild were winning that game, though, right? They were up one nothing and then lost. Yes. We blew it. <laughs> that's, that's tough. That's that's a tough go. Was it a good game though? I didn't get to see any of it. Um, it was all right. I don't know. A lot of our guys aren't really going the way they usually go. So I mean, it was all right. It's cool that a lot of them, uh, the Wild, have a lot of Swedes. So it's kind of cool that they get to play in their homeland. A lot of them have a lot of family. Yeah, that was, is that, that, that was the first time they did one of these them. international games. The wild for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Devils went over a couple of years ago to Sweden. Uh, I think they actually did some preseason in Switzerland and then played a game in Sweden against Edmonton, which is the first time they did that. And same thing. They had a couple of Swedes at the time. Really, really cool for those guys to be able to play in front of their home crowd, home fans, family and friends, because a lot of them, um, sometimes they don't make the trip over to North America and, and they have to watch those games at whatever it is, two in the morning for them. And, um, so a little early start for you guys, right? Early, early start in the morning, but everybody, uh, earlier tomorrow, I think 
7 a.m. Oh, he's doing another game tomorrow, too. Yeah. Hey. All right. Well, that's tough. Good luck to the Wild. Who do they play tomorrow? Not the same team, right? Uh, it's Toronto. Toronto. Okay. Well, yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, maybe the maybe the Vikings <laughs> will give you a better Sunday than the Wild. Um, well, they play the Broncos, so I yeah. sure hope so. Hey, Broncos look good the other night. I don't know. Um, thanks, Allie, for being back with us. As always, um, thanks always as always too to Mike Murphy, our leader at the Ice Garden. Uh, because of everybody's support over at the Ice Garden, and by everybody I mean people listening and people who read our articles and all that kind of stuff, um, we were able we were able to upgrade a little bit, and we have these uh, wireless microphones now. So hopefully everybody can hear me loud and clear. Uh, are you still holding it, Tiny Mike I am style? not. I have it clipped onto my flannel right now, and hopefully that works okay. Um, a little, little less nervous the second time around doing this, because you said you had it clipped on your, <laughs> your hoodie string. So um, I'm, I'm sure, hopefully everybody can hear me all right. And um, these are just one of the things that uh, your support for the Ice Guard has helped us do. Um, I did listen back to... I'm a little behind on listening back to our shows, which I shouldn't maybe admit uh, live on the air, but I'm a little bit behind in catching up on some of the shows. And I started, I got like three quarters of the way through the episode with Sue Murs, uh, which was a really fun episode. Learned a lot of stuff on that one too. Um, and I noticed my audio was kind of going in and out. I have a, a, a penchant for kind of moving around a little bit and, uh, not always necessarily being right next to the where the the sound is being picked up so hopefully this helps with the microphone clipped onto me um and as a reminder i should have said this first but um if you missed any episodes you can go back and listen to them uh wherever you like to listen to podcasts whether it's apple music spotify uh the odyssey app some other cool thing that i don't know about probably um, because i'm an old person um, you can just search for the Ice Garden and you can find all of our episodes. You can find Carly, Carly Markey's episode, uh, debut episode, I guess it was, uh, emergency call-ups. You can find uh, Alyssa Turner's uh, turnovers with Alyssa. Um, a, lot, a lot of great stuff from the Ice Garden popping out. So uh, go check that out and listen to it and then have like your mom listen to it. Maybe have your dog or your hamster listen to it. So we get extra clicks and, and listens, like just play it in the background for them. Like who, you know, we, we just want to get like as, as many people as we can to listen to our shows. And, um, none of this is also would be possible without our producer, Kelly, who, uh, takes these episodes and puts them into the machine and they spit them back out and you can listen to them on your preferred podcast platform. Um, and again, thank you everybody to supporting the Ice Garden. Thank you everybody who works at the Ice Garden to, to pump out some great material. Obviously, the PWHL is sort of ramping up, uh, getting closer to a, a start date of a season that we don't know yet. Um, so that's that's kind of always fun. Um, before I get to some of the PWHL stuff, uh, Ali, I, I we talked about last episode. You you. Uh, play in the, the WAM uh, League, W-H-A-M. Um, I heard that you missed a game recently. Is this true? Um, I think I missed our game on Saturday. We had a three-game week, oh. which does not happen often. Um, we played Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, my high school girls had scrimmages, so I had to 
prioritize my life, I had to go watch my girls play some hockey. Okay. I I had heard from a source that you were missing a game because you were going to a Jonas Brothers concert. Is that accurate? Or did I get some misinformation? Um, no, that will be tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yep. So you're going to be missing your game tomorrow <laughs> because you're going to see the Jonas Brothers. Yes. Okay. All right. I, you know, I've I've said a million times on this show, I love being your teammate. That's not really a great team player there, though. <laughs> you know what? I'll be playing a different hockey game tomorrow. I always play two games on Sundays, so my body maybe will be grateful to get a half Fair rest. enough. Fair enough. And obviously, I'm just teasing you. Um, I'm sure that I know how concert tickets work. You probably bought them, like, a trillion years in advance. Um, I always see like these concerts hey you know come see our band in in a year from now and i'm like i don't even know where i'm going to be in a year from now let alone am i going to be alive like the way the world is going (laughs) um so buying stuff in advance sometimes is a little tough but i know concert tickets especially an act as popular as the jonas brothers probably a tough ticket to get i would assume that's going to be a sell out there because all their shows are sold out right i mean so uh, enjoy the show and I actually got really confused because it's at the X and I was like, wait, the wild play at seven. How do I have a concert at seven? And then I finally looked and the wild play at 7 a.m. Because they're in in Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, big big difference. (laughs) Little little distance gap there. So and time gap as well. Um, So I just wanted to tease you a little bit. I'm not going to tell you who who told me. I'm sure you can probably figure it out. Uh, I can. I found myself a sub. So. Oh, so ah. you, you're coming. So you are a good team player. I appreciate that. Uh, really quick, I see our guest Fuji is is waiting patiently. Uh, P P W H L jerseys were re- revealed this week. Um, if you want to do a fun exercise, go look at some of the posts um, where they revealed these jerseys, and just go scroll through the comments. You know, grab yourself a, a nice. Uh, a soda or a pop, as you guys out in the Midwest say, or or an adult beverage, get some popcorn and scroll through the replies because um, it's all been pretty negative and, in my opinion, rightfully so. It's very uncreative. Um, we've seen more creative stuff in, in a lot of other leagues, even in, like, video games. This is more creativity in, in coming up with, with jerseys. Um, and I, I'm not going to dwell on this too long, but um, the the notion that, well, they had no time to prepare for this. Um, again, like, what the hell were they doing the last four years? Like, other than hoping that somebody would give them a lot of money and take care of everything. But, like, at least, like, the board that the PW had back then, like, they should have kind of maybe had somebody planning all this kind of shit out, for my money anyway. Like... You know, you, you want to hit the ground running, right? You don't want to hit the ground and be like, oh, well, we, we don't, we're not sure where we're going to be playing. We're not sure what colors we're going to be wearing, what our team names are going to be, what the jerseys are going to look like. Like, and you don't have to go out and get the copyrights for all that stuff right away, but you could at least have like a plan of action because this looks like it's like, you know, somebody did it on Microsoft 95 or something like that and had five minutes to do it before and was like, hey, let's just throw the, the city names or or province names uh, diagonal, uh, not province names, cities, I guess, but let's just throw the names diagonal on jerseys and, and kind of just roll with it. Um, and they're not going to have team names, allegedly. 
Um, that's another thing that wasn't well received when some of the, the names leaked that the um, trademarks were filed for. Um, so I wonder if they're they're like, hey, like the, the reception was pretty negative on this. Let's uh, let's let's maybe pivot and and again, if you have a trademark or something, that doesn't mean you can't file another trademark for something else. Um, I don't know how much that kind of stuff costs, but I'm assuming that the person funding all this has money to burn like that. So we'll see. Um, camps are starting uh, or have started. I believe a lot of the players have uh, they did kind of like the uh, and you could probably speak to this better, Ali. Like they do some some off ice workout kind of conditioning, physical testing kind of stuff right before you get on the ice for for like a training camp. Um, that's what it sounds like. Um, at least for Minnesota, it looks like yesterday may have been their first day on the ice. So they must've been doing, I'm sure people saw photos, um, but off ice testing the first handful of days. Um, but I was under the impression they would be there from like nine to three. So I'm, if they had just gotten on the ice yesterday, I guess I, I truly don't know what they were all doing. Um, I can't imagine they were off ice testing for, six hours but uh for several days but um sounds like they finally hit the ice so hopefully we'll get to see some more coming from them I yeah guess. and and a lot of teams that you look at the the rosters of the attendees like there's a lot of players there not everybody's gonna make the team right there's all that kind of stuff that goes into it i always wonder about and i guess it's especially true for goalies like you know you're on a team you're competing for a spot but you also have friends on the team, right? And you, sometimes you're competing you get your friend for the same spot. Like as a goalie, that's got to be doubly tough, correct? Yeah. I mean, most of us goalies now, I mean, you know, it, it's they're going to be your goalie partner no matter what. I mean, whether they make the team or not, that's another thing. But if you have a sour relationship, it really just doesn't make for a fun time at the rink and – Obviously, you're at the rink a lot, so you learn how to have a a balance between being competitive and buddies. Yeah, and for in Minnesota's case, they have three goaltenders. I think four in camp, uh, right? Right, Hendley yep. and and um, Maddie Rooney and and Lev. There, like we've talked about this a number of times. There's only two nets, um, and those are three really good goaltenders. But I, I question, I have questions about the process of like who's getting, who's starting, who's getting contracts already and who's not. Um, I'll leave that up for the public to debate. I don't want to get too deep into that. Um, I think Lev's resume speaks for herself. And obviously, I'm and Ali especially would be a little bit biased. Um, but Lev's resume speaks for herself. And I mean, crap, she beat Hensley in a, in a championship game too. So, I mean, um, I don't know. We'll see how that all shakes out. Uh, wish everybody the best. Uh, but there are going to be some players that are not going to make teams that a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, like, how did that happen? Or how does this happen? Um, well, that's what happens when you only have six teams and, you know, we could have had seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven teams. Um, if everything had kind of stayed the same as it was this past season and transition for the upcoming season, uh, meaning next fall um, and kind of get everybody under the same roof and have everybody really hit the ground running and plan everything out. A lot of this stuff is just, as is the case with 
I've found out over the last eight years in professional women's hockey, a lot of shit gets made up as they go along, whether it's rules, whether it's uh, waiver exemptions, or uh, we need players to play because some players aren't here for rivalry series, PTOs, all that stuff, from my experience, gets made up as they go along. That pretty much looks like the case right now. Um, so we'll see how that all shakes out. Um, really quick, next week, uh, maybe going to do show Wednesday. I don't know if Allie will be around for that. We'll figure that out. Um, might have Courtney Maud, who played with the Buffalo Buttes this past season um, and is now retired from hockey, and she was signed to play this upcoming season. So um, I got to meet Courtney at the end of the season down in New Jersey, uh, here in New Jersey, when um, – the Buttes played here the final regular season weekend. Uh, really fun personality, uh, really good player. Uh, was really starting to to grow into who she could probably become. Um, started the season on the fourth line, kind of worked her way up, and was reunited with her college teammate, Michaela Grant-Mentis. Um, and they were really starting to, to, to show some stuff. And, um, you know, and the, for a lot of players, we'll never know what their ceiling could be. We'll never know how good a lot of players could be because they haven't had the the time and the resources to develop themselves. And that's just, again, the sad reality of the way women's hockey is. Um, next month, I'd like to also get uh, Rebecca Morse, uh, Cousin of Valley on the show, and, and Tara Hoffman as well. Um, with these new mini, mini microphones that we have, maybe I, I pull an alley and I'll go on the road and um, meet up with them and we can do something like that. So those are all kind of things that we're working on behind the scenes coming up. Um, if you're listening live right now and you haven't already submitted a question, now might be the time that you want to do that. You can just drop it in the, the replies to this Twitter space. I don't know what, we're, what we even call it. Uh, this Twitter post, I don't know. I still call them tweets, even though I know it's not Twitter. And on my phone, it's still Twitter because I haven't updated it. Um, I'm still holding out. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't like to change. I don't want to change to X. Um, even though on my computer it's X anyway. So, um, now would be a great time for you to submit questions if you haven't already. And I see Fuji is here ready. Um, she can unmute herself whenever she's ready. Our guest, Mariah Fuji McGarry, she has quite the extensive, uh, uh, resume when it comes to playing hockey. She's played in the NCAA. She's played in the EWHL, the CWHL, the NWHL, which became the PHF, which she also played in, the SDHL, and most recently the ECHL. Uh, Mariah, I'm going to just call you Fuji for the rest of the time, but Mariah, how are you doing today, and, and how's, how's everything going in, in your world? Thanks, Dan. Yeah, excited to be on, and thanks to everyone who's listening. Nice to see you, Allie, as well, and uh, yeah, excited to chat with you guys today. Uh, and, and how you're still, we talked a little bit, you were working out this morning. We, we were going to start at one and we pushed it back to two. Like what, it, what's the next goal for you? Like, what are you working out in hope, in hopes of, is it a, a job here in the North America? Is it overseas? Like what, what's next on, on your, uh, kind of agenda here? Yeah, right now I'm, uh, currently, Signing uh, day by day with the Worcester Railers, a part of the ECHL. So I was out at their skate this morning, oh, okay. and um, and was uh, was able to do the job for them there. So 
Um, yeah, they have two solid goalies, so uh, able to get out there for uh, for some skates that they're having. You know, pregame skates, um, scratch skates, some skills stuff. Um, so exciting stuff to to be out there and competing at that level. And uh, yeah, just love being at the rink there. So it's good. Oh, that's awesome. Uh- Breaking news here on, on Around the Rink. You never know what you're going to learn on these shows, as we found out over the couple of months. Um, that's awesome. And, and with those situations, it's a lot of like, hey, this guy is banged up. We need a goalie to come in and, and sub for practice, right? Like those kind of deals? Yeah, it's super game time. You know, like uh, coach just is obviously shooting me a text uh, whenever they need someone. And I'm local here in Massachusetts right now. So um able to to jump out there for them and happy to do so and it, it's a great time out there with them and um some familiar names to women's hockey as well Bob Durini he was a amazing coach at Providence College uh Allie might know the name as well um done great things in women's hockey over the years and he's the assistant coach there as well so um yeah just just great environment to be a part of um, Coach Jordan has a really great open mind and uh, just, you know, phenomenal atmosphere, super professional. So happy to be a part of it in uh, in the way that I can contribute. Allie, you didn't say go Friars. Every time there's usually a Providence mention, they go Friars. I didn't want to interrupt, but I, 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 there's like a, there's a Railers and a Nailers team out there. And I, I knew Coach was with one of them, but I couldn't remember which. So I didn't want to say anything. But yes, okay. Yeah, uh, coach was at Providence for 19 years, and all four of mine at Providence. Damn. So, uh, I've learned a lot of X's and O's from that man. Mm-hmm. Very smart hockey guy. I believe you were referring to the Wheeling Nailers. I believe that's the team out there, and that's yeah. So that's West Virginia. So I don't. Me and my Minnesota brain, I can't keep up with certain things. But yeah, okay. So the. Worcester Railers, got it. That's a little confusing. <laughs> Railers and Nailers, I could see, I could see the easy confusion. Uh, Fuji, the the ECHL experience will will, will kind of go maybe a little reverse order in, in things that you've done, but uh, the ECHL experience. Uh, for those that don't know, Mariah played with the Kalamazoo K Wings uh, in training camp and, and practices, and then got, finally got into some action, uh, game action, third period overtime, picked up the win. H- how did that all kind of come about? I'm, I'm very curious to like, how, how, how did they approach you to, 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 Hey, we, we need somebody to, to play goalie for us. Would you be interested? How, how did that all come about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So another familiar name, uh, obviously in the hockey world and to Ali, especially, um, Justin Goldman, he's the founder of um, the Goalie Guild and Lift the Mask initiation or uh, initiation initiative. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, um, like through his global goaltending retreat that he holds out in Breckenridge, Colorado, uh, Joel Martin was out there, and he's the head coach of the K Wings now and for last season as well. And um, you know. We just uh, really clicked when we were out there at the event. Um, all our conversations, you know, having very similar pillars in terms of the philosophy that we look at, uh, the lens through uh, for goaltending, and then also just like characteristics for off the ice things as well. So, um, you know, just 
he's been watching my journey and my playing career ever since for the past couple seasons. And um, he's a very open-minded coach as well and uh, and approached me with the opportunity to be able to come to camp and sign a PTO, um, be able to showcase my skill and uh, and be a part of the, the organization. And so um, that's how that came about. And uh, and really grateful for Marty reaching out to me and giving me that opportunity. And um, and, you know, it was it was very well received by the Kalamazoo community. I mean, uh, Michigan's just a state of hockey, very similar to, you know, Minnesota and and obviously where I grew up in Toronto as well. Uh, it's a it's a huge hockey hub and, um, you know, a lot of youth female hockey uh, up and coming as well. So I was able to get out on a couple of girls practices out there. And um, and, you know, it's it's just always so much fun to be able to see the, the positive effects that, uh, you know, women's hockey is having across across the nation. So. Uh, how good did it feel to get the win in that game? Obviously, you give up a couple of goals. The game goes to overtime. Uh, your team gets the game winner. My favorite part was, um, and I think it's because it ended in overtime. It's that that finality of the game is over. Um, where where it would have been different maybe if you won the game in regulation, but the game ends in overtime, and and your teammate immediately starts skating down towards you, pointing at you like they all knew how much that meant. I, I'm assuming, and and the celebration kind of we we kind of see all that. But what, what were your uh, uh, emotions as you went through that game. Yes, it was huge to have Brad's come down there at the end at, at overtime and for us to all celebrate together, you know, hockey hugs are the best hugs. And um, when you get to, you know, have the whole team together like that, it's just a really special moment. And I think that, um, you know, the boys saw even, I think just from day one, like, it was about my habits and what I was bringing to the team and what I was bringing to that organization. Um, it, it, you know, wasn't necessarily like, uh, you know, focused on like my gender, but I think that it was, it was, uh, really special in terms of like what barriers could be broken and what type of like inclusion and diversity and like those types of movements could be made, um, from the impact on the ice when showcasing, you know, the skill that, that I was able to bring to the game and to the team. And I was just focused, obviously, over time, like, you just need to make the next save. You need to come up with the next save. And um, I knew if I would just, you know, come up with the next save, come up with the next save, like, the boys were were going after it, um, you know, and, and they were really pushing for it. And I think that, you know, that came just right from the bench. Like, just the talk on the bench was was huge and everyone, you know, wanted to be able to, to, to get that preseason win. I know that, you know, preseason's usually, you know, guys fighting for their spot, those last couple roster spots, um, and, and, you know, taking on different systems with the team and things like that. But, um, just to be able to see the, the team come together like that and for all of us to be able to rally together, um, and celebrate that win, it was just, it was, it was one of my most favorite hockey memories I think you know I'll, I'll be able to to carry forward but just to be able to see the impact that it made in that arena um this is going to be the last year that they play uh you know in that arena and 
uh, before they get their new one built. So I think that it was just, it was a really special moment and to, to see the community come behind as well. Like every save I made, I swear to God, like it was like a, like the whole place just erupted. So then when, yeah, when Brad scored and, and came down, you know, like it was, it was just so special and, um, yeah, definitely just, just an incredible moment. Well, it was really thrilling to, to follow along with your journey there. Um, you certainly had the, the, as far as I know, the, the women's hockey community behind you as well. And, um, just the, the word proud just comes to mind. Like we all know, and we've talked about it with Sue Murs, who, you know, from your time in Connecticut, uh, we, we brought your name up. I think that was right, right after the, the game, the, maybe the week after that game. Um, and she talked about the type of person you are and hard worker and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think I know I was very proud of you and, and I'm sure everybody else was as well. So um, we we love stories like that. But it's even greater when when you know how good of a person the person is that's going through that stuff. So uh, kudos to you. And, and hopefully it's just the, the first of many barriers that you continue to break. Um, Ali, take it away. All right, little easy questions here. Um, who is or are your favorite goalie slash goalies to watch? Um, currently or like in the past growing up? Either or both. Okay, cool. Um, definitely, you know, I grew up watching uh, Dominic Hasek. I just love like his work ethic, his tenacity um like his save ability just like overall athleticism um that's really actually what inspired me to to be a goalie was watching him growing up um so definitely him huge legend um dan i love this one uh roder um again just like just the overall compete like just never giving up on the puck uh that's something that i always bring to my game and and strive for is just treating every puck like you know it's it's the only puck out there so um that's you know just been it's been incredible to be able to you know obviously watch his legacy um and in his career like it was just incredible what he was able to do so that and then um currently I would say um Devin Levi uh again just like with the athleticism like he's so explosive um it's just incredible and so much fun to watch him and watch him jump into the NHL um gotta stay true to my black bears uh Jeremy Swayman just yeah. so cool to be able to see him like mature as a goaltender and uh and be able to see him like take his style and confidence to that next level and just have so much fun like I mean like what a tandem we talk about you know goalie tandems at the beginning of this call is like what a tandem like I think that that's something that is so special in in uh in the goalie community right now is to be able to like witness you know their tandem there so um definitely uh you know watching watching sway there and um yeah i i think there's there's a number of goalies like to be able to watch and learn from and and develop you know certain uh certain traits that that they have and and look at their toolbox and be able to learn from um but that would be you know just to name a few yeah absolutely did you 
overlap with Swayman at Maine? Because you're a little bit younger than me, I think. Yeah, so we didn't overlap when uh, when I was there, but just like going back and visiting and things like that, um, and then obviously being in the Black Bear community, um, yeah. But we yeah. never we never actually had like like I was already graduated and playing. Okay. Um, speaking of goalie tandems, who's your favorite goalie partner? Putting you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, overall, over all my years, I would say Ivers, uh, Abby Ives. She's just such a character. Oh my goodness. I just, I, I love that girl. I love that human. <laughs> she's always just like, she's just a special, special character. And, um, and yeah, we had a lot of fun at the whales. So we we're always pushing each other. Um, you know, a lot of people always, you know, commend me obviously for my work ethic and, and she, she, while she was playing, you know, just pushed just as hard. Like that girl had the top use in all in the whole world for Sensorina. I swear to goodness, like I would be at the rink pushing and she would just like have that thing. I'm like, I oh, was you sleep with that thing on? Like what oh is my- up? Like she's just yeah. So she was such a character. Like I was just oh was like just she just had me in stitches all the time with her stories and just oh she's just great great goalie so um yeah I just like the support that we both got and like the way that we were able to push each other and like even though we're both tall goalies we both had such different styles so it was so yeah it was really interesting and um yeah she was she was we were able to play together for for a couple years um well for a few years and yeah I wish it could have lasted forever she's the best and actually, actually, a couple, couple of my uh, my guys here in in Worcester that I'm skating with, um, skated with her like growing up. So we were actually talking about Ivers this morning. So small hockey world. That's just wild. It's so fun to see how small it gets. Um, so I'm supposed to ask you braid or ponytail, but I think the answer is neither. Correct. Mm, great question. So I actually braid my hair. And okay. then I tie it in a knot, <laughs> and, which is like a bun, but like just oh, so it is action. A it's a braid, and then I knot it and flip it. So it's it's I want to make it as discreet as possible. And I have I love having long hair, um, but I would love to have like <laughs> no hair in, the, in my helmet. <laughs> so it's a it's a constant dilemma. It but <laughs> it is a true battle. I always say I'm like. If I didn't care what I looked like off the ice, I would shave my head. Yeah. But I can't. <laughs> yeah. Just have some, I'd have some, like, nice hockey flow if I was a guy. Like, yeah. I, I love just, like, like, I actually got layers in my hair. I've been so against layers because the way the braid is and then yes. it like, comes out of the braid. And I was yes. like, honestly, Mariah, like, we're just going for it. Like, it's time you start looking like a girl. So, so I told my hairdresser and I've seen, I'm like so religious about my hairdresser because having long hair, if anyone's listening to this and they have long hair, they know that if you go to a different hairdresser and you say, I want an inch off, they're easily taking three. Like they're not listening to you. Like I have such trust issues with my hairdresser situation, but 
like because I'm already you know like when you're a tomboy kind of girl growing up you know you're an athlete and you're showing up to school like you almost need the long hair to identify as a girl like let's just be honest call a spade a spade right (laughs) and I'm not wearing the cute makeup and like the cute outfits and like have you know this like cute persona that can make me look more feminine so like having long hair is necessary yeah (laughs) And I used to go when I would grow up, like, you know, before picture day, get your hair cut, and they would take off, like, five inches. I swear to goodness. I'm like, you want me to be a boy. <laughs> like, you're setting me up to suffer. Oh. So, anyways, yeah. So, my hairdresser, I was like, you know what? I, I'm ready to go for it. I'm, I'm ready to flip the switch. Like, turn me into a woman. Thank you. And so she did. And I swear to goodness, my eyes were closed the whole time. As soon as she took off like the first five inches to make me have bangs, I was like, all right. But they're like face shaping pieces. But anyway, so, so, um, so now in my mask, I have these like face shaping pieces and they're like, nice hockey boy flow and i'm like this would be so nice if my whole head was this length but um yeah that's my my side tangent so yeah i actually and you know how many coaches have come up to me and thought i was a guy and then i'm like yeah but i used to have a couple teammates actually at maine that um they tucked their full pony into their helmet do they tuck it up or do they do high pony no they tuck it up that's so why. they do a low pony and then they like flip it. So all their hair is under their helmet like, and then put their helmet on. Like they like have their head flipped over. Yeah. So gravity's pulling it down and then they put the helmet on and all their helmets in their thing. That's wild. All their hair is in their helmet. I've yeah. seen very few with the high pony, but I've never personally seen the flip your head upside down. Yeah, it was a couple Europeans and like obviously, you know, a lot of Europeans play boys hockey growing up too so i was like that's the coolest thing that makes all right we're flipping to a science question that i like to ask and now yours is going to be a two-parter because you're playing with the men now so two-parter on average how often do you think you get hit in the head also you're quite taller than me so maybe it's less but i want to know if there's a difference between playing men's hockey and women's hockey Oh my god! I was with like a junior team boys yesterday, and I got ripped on the oh, ear. <laughs> it was like oh, a, it was worst. a, yeah, it was the worst. It was like we were. It was at the end of practice, so we were just doing like this one timer drill, oh, no. and it was basically like a, a one timer from bottom of the circle, and like they totally timed the passes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways like we won't say Mariah was late because I honestly wasn't like I would tell you straight up if I was late but like I, they passed it so early and then he ripped it and hit me in the ear and I was like oh my god instantly he came over and gave me like the biggest hug like they both knew they fucked up so bad <laughs> sorry I don't know if we can stay on the show yes, but anyways so okay okay so anyways I was like and I couldn't hear out of my ear for like a solid that's the worst like, well, yeah that's all right. We, we've learned on the show that getting hit on the side is worse than straight on, correct? 100%. It's I such a ringer. Like, it makes your ear go deaf and yep. ring at the same time. No yep. bueno. It is the worst. Um, do you ever take one-timers with uh, Jay with the whale? Jay. 
Janine Weber. Oh, Webb. Actually, I ran into Webb the other day here at Holy Cross. I was running um, Women's Day or Goaltending's Day. Women's Day and Goaltending. There you go. Women's Day and Goaltending out here at Holy Cross. Uh, and Webb was actually, she's a coach for the female team, which I didn't yes. know. She is. Recently hired. Yeah, we yeah. loved you. She was notorious her one year at Providence for ripping one timers at my face. I'd stay after and work on them with her, and that she'd hit me in the face. I'm like, Jay, please lower. <laughs> but I feel like she's the type of teammate that's just like, Haha, sorry, and then like keeps going. <laughs> Literally, in her cute accent. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So is it more with the men or the women? Getting get it off the dome. Them. Honestly, I would say the women. Fair. Yeah, I would say the women. Like, um, guys, like, I mean, they just like, yeah, more accurate with their shots. I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll get off the hot seat. Um, what kind of hockey-related stuff is currently in your car? <laughs> considering i just got off the ice <laughs> this is so good y'all that's such a great question Allie. this is like the better version of you know when you're at like bridesmaids or like baby showers and they're like what's in your purse i'm like yeah my my fanny pack or like what yeah. <laughs> my backpack like what <laughs> Uh, like only if the girls are going to the club, am I bringing like a purse? Um, and it's like gifted to me for like Christmas by like my girl cousins that are like, Mariah, you need to actually be a female or my mother. Right. Here's a purse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, you get it. Um, okay. So in my car, let's take a little, little peek. Okay. First off, seats are down. So you already know that it's like packed. I have an SUV. Yeah. So the car is packed. We got two sets of gloves. I got my backup helmet just in case. Um, <laughs> because honestly, Fuck so it. I got. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we got the backup helmet. We got four sticks, um, my pads. And then these other pads that I'm actually trying out. I'm trying out this guy. He plays for a junior team here. He's selling a pair of his trues. I'm so sad they're like an inch too big slash two inches too big for um for the thigh rise. But anyways, such you- a goalie thing. Hmm? What what are you wearing now? I'm back in my whale vons. I was I so last year in Sweden, we were sponsored by CCM, so I got the Eflex fives. They totally changed anyone who's a goalie person, like they changed all CCM things. Oh, anyways, yeah, huge, yeah. So left, yes. yes, yes. So it's a completely different pad. Um, I will personally say I'm more of a Vaughn fan. I tried the Trues. I actually really like the Trues as well. Um, if and when I'm signing on a team in the near future, that Ooh. will uh, that will be exciting to see which one that I go with, either Vaughn or Trues. Um, and then obviously I have my full hockey bag. Um, and then what are other hockey things? Oh, my whole sleeve of blade tech, uh, <laughs> blades. They are awesome. They like hook me up with awesome blades. Cause, um, especially when I was like over in Europe, 
I have a very specific profile and sharpening that I like. So it was fantastic to just have all my sets done by my guy. How many, and then how many sets? I have eight sets. Oh my God. That's Bam. so many. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. But if you're particular, you, that's necessary. It is hundred percent, hundred percent. So necessary. And to like, it's so funny. They all have like different engraving things. My oh. most recent one was the the K wings. They hooked me up with a K wings one with thirty five. So that was sweet. Amazing. I love that. It's like a fun keepsake. Yes. Yes. Maybe I'll maybe I'll be back there. Did you get? Oh, oh breaking news again. Did you get a, a new helmet for when you were with the K wings? Yeah. I did. The guys at Sport Mask and Maddie, oh my gosh, like honestly incredible. They are incredible people. And also with goalie parts, like I honestly like couldn't couldn't have like probably like better people to hook me up with awesome masks through Otney and through Sport Mask over the past like I don't even know, five years. Yeah. Yeah. Just like incredible. So yeah, they hooked me up with a new mask. Um and then an amazing uh Mikael um out of Sweden he is hooking me up with all of my paint jobs so um yeah hooked me up with an unreal one from last year for my AIK team and then this year for the K-Wings we did a tribute mask um to uh, a goalie who had passed and did like an old school thing and yeah so sweet so yeah really really excited and then now actually I got a brand new um, Pro 3i as well um, that they just hooked up me up with um, that I'm going to be able to paint for my next team. So, yes. So we detailed at the beginning, or I, I said uh, all the places that you played, that, that's a lot of different goalie masks. Do you have all of them? Like, are they like on display? Like, how does that work? Mm, great question. So... I actually, um, I have only kept my main one. Um, I know guys, I'm really, it's kind of funny. I know. I heard. I'm sorry guys, but yeah, I only kept my main one. And to be honest, (laughs) I honestly just like needed to sell them on sidelines. Girl needed some gas money. Let's be honest. You played in a lot of different places that weren't necessarily close to home. So we get that yes yes yeah and if you ever want to donate one to one of your favorite i don't know podcast host or or trade for something just just shoot me a message you know uh um i want to get into the end of the phf but first like you had a really great season your your season with connecticut um your team goes to the finals you're i don't know five minutes six minutes from from winning the cup obviously it doesn't happen um, and you don't come back for another season. How disappointing was that? Because I, I mean, we were disappointed for you. Uh, I'm sure we talked about it on this show a couple of times. Uh, but like, how disappointing was that that you weren't able to kind of get a spot? And and there was additionally there was another team added as well. So we we talked about on this show a number of times how goalies it's it's always tough tough sledding because there's only so many spots and so many teams. But you you had a, a basically a flawless season. Um, and you don't get brought back like how tough was that to to go through yeah I think you know at the end of the day it's a business and uh you know we're we're doing this as our job and uh you know obviously staff looks at it that way as well like they have to make hard decisions um like you said like there's only two spots and 
at the end of the day, there's very limited teams in women's hockey playing professionally. So, um, you know, you got to really fight for your spot and you're never guaranteed a spot. Like your, your resume, honestly, like it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily grab you, you know, that next, uh, next year's contract. It's not, it's not a kind of typical, I'd say like pro hockey setup in that sense. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, just, I was able to take it as a learning experience and like one, one door closes, like another one opens and I'm, so grateful for my opportunity to be able to go over to Sweden. It was a massive goal of mine to be able to play in the SDHL. It's um, just such a competitive league with like so many incredible Europeans playing in their world-class players um, and playing on like a bigger ice surface. The first year that they had body checking like in a pro women's league um, to be able to live in Stockholm. Like there were so many amazing things that came out of it. And I think that that's one thing about my journey is just always persevering. Like no matter if any door is going to close, it's just like having the gratitude for what that, that experience is like showing you in that moment. And then being able to like, you know, take lemons and, and, and turn it into lemonade. I think that's like the, the best thing that you can do as a pro athlete, because, um, and I'm seeing it even more, you know, on the men's side right now, it's like guys are moving around all the time. Yeah all the time and so you're getting called up you're getting called like to a different team you're getting treated like uh if you don't play well like you're not like it's just and there's so much even obviously like you guys know like behind the scenes that goes on and and different you know situations so um you know I hold nothing against the Colton coaching staff um I hold nothing against like how things turned out um I you know still have kept a really good relationship with all that former whale staff um, and basically every single one of them reached out to me as well when I uh, was able to play with the K wings and get that win. And um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, just it's uh, it's, it's an unfortunate thing in terms of not being able to stay with a team that, um, you know, felt like truly family. Uh, It was a really special group um, going into, into that Isabel cup final. But at the end of the day, like every season is special because it's, it's the only time that you're going to get to play with those players in the, that moment. And so, yeah, it's just a, a great reminder to cherish every day that you get to be a part of the game and get to contribute to a team and play at the professional level for sure. Very diplomatic answers as I expected. I'll say it's, my opinion is it's bullshit. Like you should have had a job and just a, a little counter of, Sometimes your resume gets you jobs when maybe you shouldn't. And we see some of that. Again, my opinion only. Um, my opinions do not reflect those opinions of the Ice Garden. But it seems like we're seeing that in the upcoming PWHL where some players are kind of like, well, your resume is really good. So you're automatically on the team. And other players, well, you kind of have to find your way. Um, what are your thoughts on the, the end of the PHF and the, the start of this new league where everybody's one league finally, even though there was one league, but now there's one league again. What are your thoughts on, on all that, how it transpired and, and what the future is? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just looking into the summer months, I think that it all kind of took us, you know, by storm in terms of uh, how it was handled and uh, and the 
the rapid pace of events in terms of like how it transpired. Um, I think that like it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. Like at the end of the day, like if, if, you know, you want to be sour about it, like you're going to be sour about it. Like I think that, uh, the biggest thing is that, um, you know, whether I agree with it, someone else agrees with it, or they don't agree with it. Like it's just the reality of the situation. Um, obviously, you know, I've been playing now for like seven years pro and, uh, we've had three different leagues. So, um, the, hopefully the growing pains are gone in terms of, uh, just having a league established. Um, so I'm hopeful for that. Um, I'm hopeful that, that, uh, you know, this is, this is going to be the league and it's going to be able to be the league that takes women's hockey and professional women's hockey to that next level. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always hoping for the best for the game. Um, so I think that it's just, I hope that, you know, good pieces of the puzzle continue to, to be incorporated in the way that it's made. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting to, to be a part of and, and to witness. And, uh, yeah, obviously with me wanting to stay in North America this, this season, um, I was looking at, uh, rejoining the PHF and then, um, yeah. So I just, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see, um, how things are being handled and different players and, and things like that. And, uh, I think the biggest thing is just if we can continue to move forward with like, uh, more like collaborative mindset in terms of, uh, bringing the best skill to the table. I think that, I think that that'll, that'll help the league for sure. So, um, I hope that it works out and I hope that it's the solution. And, um, I'm sure there's going to be growing pains as this, uh, you know, league starts up, but hopefully they're minimal and hopefully they're able to adapt and grow quickly with them. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, we all just want to see, like, w- women's hockey, women's sports in general, we want to see it succeed. Um, like I said, uh, hopefully this is, or like you said, rather, hopefully this is the last one. Um, I have my skepticisms, but we'll leave that for another day and another conversation. Uh, let's go to something a little bit more fun. Uh, you were gracious enough a couple of years ago to, to really give me an in-depth uh, interview about becoming the, the e-bug for all of the NWHL teams when they tried to pull off a bubble in Lake Placid. Um, just for, for listeners who maybe aren't familiar with that story, let them know how that all kind of came about and what was that experience like? And were you able to avoid getting COVID while you're up there? Because like 85% of the people there had COVID so at one point or another. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. To think that like a few years have passed since then is wild. Um, what? Yeah. So uh, I was playing for the Buttes the season before. And, um, again, just like back to the point of perseverance, like it is just so phenomenal when you stay on course and you continue to do the work and you just love what you do. Um, I just, I love the game of hockey. Um, super obviously passionate about it and, uh, and grateful for, you know, all the opportunities that have come my way from working hard. Um, and so definitely, um, you know, for me, when the pandemic hit, 
Um, I was uh, not offered like a continued convers- or, uh, contract with the Buttes and so started looking at other teams um, within the NWHL at the time. And, um, and yeah, Laura Brennan, a part of the Connecticut whale, uh, was open-minded enough to have a conversation with me and they had already signed two goalies at that time. Um, and you know, they were looking at bringing me on as a third. And so I obviously, uh, you know, was, was happy to be able to join the team and be able to be a part of a team atmosphere in a really uncertain time. And, uh, the way I looked at it was like, even though I'm going to be a third, I'm still doing everything that everyone else is doing because we aren't playing games. Everyone's just practicing. So, um, I believe in myself and like my commitment to the game and how I look at, you know, every single part of, um, getting better as a goalie, whether it's vision training or mobility or extra, you know, reps and goalie training and just loving the game that way. So, um, did everything that I possibly could again, just to be able to showcase my skill and what I, what I brought to the table for the team. And, um, you know, Amy, who was our GM at the time, she was just phenomenal at what she did and just incredible advocate for me. And so, um, she really like wanted to be able to go to bat for me, uh, with the league and she did, um, and, uh, and was able to secure my spot as an e-bug for, for the entire, um, bubble situation that we had at Lake Placid. And actually I was able to jump out with Minnesota and be out there with, uh, Allie and Lev as well. So, um, for like some practices and, um, yeah, I was just happy to, to be on the ice and contribute, um, towards, you know, the, the growth of the game that way and be able to continue my career. So, um, that was that. And I was not able to get unscathed actually was, was when I went into the third period, um, I like (laughs) when we were playing against Toronto, um, I definitely was not feeling well. (laughs) Um, and I was, I was getting the start the next day versus Minnesota. Um, <laughs> you too? Oh my god! That would have been head to head. That would have been so cool. Oh, we, we was sad. wrong. Yes, yes. We'll have to we'll have to be head to head for like an outdoor classic game or something like yeah. that. We're, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna put together Sick. a kind of charity, and I'm just kind of speaking off the cuff here, like nothing set in stone. We want to put together a charity kind of game and and have you two guys kind of square off and net. Yeah, we got a bunch of former PHF oh. NWHL players, maybe, and uh, we'll, we'll find a good charity. You know, just just thinking out loud here. Um, Ali, take it take it away. Take the next question. All right. So you mentioned a little bit with um, which goalies you like to watch, um, kind of why you or who you like to watch, but like what made you want to become a goalie? Because you figure skated for quite a while, correct? Yeah, so I uh I started skating um yeah, as soon as I could basically walk. <laughs> I was on skates on my backyard rink and um just loved being on the ice. And so uh my parents put me into figure skating um and at the same time they actually signed me up in a in this hockey as well. So um I was playing both and uh well competing in figure skating and and playing hockey um until I was 12. 
and uh, just do, doing two winter sports. And then I'm super passionate about um, about snowboarding as well. Obviously, not as much as oh hockey, but but just a lot of winter sports. Oh. And it's such a dichotomy, you guys, because I actually really don't like the cold. <laughs> favorite place if you like follow me on instagram is the beach so (laughs) um yeah so but like you know just being at the rink is like um it's it's at home for me so um i'm never cold at the rink because i'm always sweating buckets but um but yeah so i i just love being on the ice like i just it's it feels like my absolutely like happy place and freedom and just like I'm I'm always the happiest and uh yeah it's just it's the best time so um I love the dynamicness of like being on the ice and being a part of hockey I always like just gravitated towards that instead of being kind of solo and doing a routine and learning like specific skills and repeating those um and, uh, and I actually took to like goalie, like really fast. I was basically just like in the rotation. I started with, uh, with boys and grew up playing boys hockey. Um, and, uh, yeah, I went in the rotation and the coach was like, Hey, like, do you want to continue to be our goalie for this tournament? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and so I was, and then, uh, we actually went on to win that tournament and I just, I loved it. Like, I just loved the feeling. I loved the like pressure of it I loved kind of being able to be like a natural leader that way and kind of set the tone and continue to set the pace for the boys in front of me um I I loved just like the athleticism that came with it like I mentioned earlier um the focus like that's been one thing that you know I've always brought to my game is just extreme focus and a lot of people are always like whoa like Fuji's so intense but I I I take a lot of uh, a lot of ownership and a lot of dedication in what I do and I am really intense about it and I fully own it um that way so um I love to be a beast and I feel like I'm just truly at home there so um, it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was really early on. Like I was, I was already strapping on the pads at like eight. So, um, and I, I never kind of turned back. I was, <laughs> I was a defenseman in house league playing boys hockey. And I was just like, there's no body checking. And I would, I had a brother that was like three years older and I would always body check and always end up in the penalty box. And I would just be like demolishing these boys. And honestly, my dad was just happy and proud of me. Like, and I think that that reinforced it. <laughs> I like the worst part, but yeah. Well, my one of my favorite goalies, in addition to the two that are with us today, we're speaking with Mariah Fujimagari on Around the Rink. This is we've passed an hour mark. We're gonna wrap it up pretty soon. We have a couple more questions. Uh, one more for me, and and a couple of listener questions. But um, one of my favorite goalies, Marty Brodor, who you mentioned a little earlier. Uh, he said for him, the moment was realizing that like goalie stays on the ice the entire game and players, you know, they come off, they go on, they come off, go on. He, he realized you want to be on the ice the whole time. Um, that's why he picked goalie over forward or defense or whatever. Um, I would assume the same is the, the same for both of you two. Yeah. You know, I gave up 15 goals the first time I ever played goalie and my okay. dad thought he could wipe his clean of it. And I came off the ice and said, so when do I get to do that again? Um, so he signed me up for like three goalie camps that summer. There you go. And and yeah. shout out also to Laura Brennan, uh, who Fuji mentioned earlier. I saw her pop in and out of the, the, the listeners uh, earlier. We love Laura. 
uh, one of the nicest, awesome people. I love going to, to games and uh, speaking with her. And then when she wasn't with the whale, she would still go to a couple of games and I would get the, the opportunity to sit in the stands and just kind of talk, talk with her. Uh, great human being, great person. Um, Fuji, for you, you, you realized goalies don't come off the ice. That was that was probably a big selling point too, yeah? Um, You know what? It actually wasn't like... I, like looking back on it, I, I don't think I had trouble like going on the bench as a player. Um, but I liked being kind of like the quarterback in the sense of being able to see the whole play develop. That's what I really liked. I liked being able to look at everyone in front of me and be able to, to make saves on their plays. So, um, I felt a lot of just ownership of being back okay, there. Yeah. And goalies, like you mentioned, quarterbacks, pitchers, like a lot of pressure, a lot of, a lot of the games depend on, upon their performances. Um, and you, you control the, you know, as, as a goalie, you control the, 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 the pace, the flow, and, and you make some big saves, you, uh, uh, rally your team, those kind of things. So, all, all great stuff, and and obviously takes a special kind of person. Uh, Allie mentioned my microphone was a little fuzzy at times, so I apologize if anybody's had problems hearing me. I'm I'm now reverted back to holding the microphone, the mini microphone in my hand. Um, so you all have a visual image of that in your heads. Uh, lastly, from us, before we get to our listener questions, uh, I wanted you to tell me about the Elite Hockey Habits Hub, which is uh, something that you're a big part of. And just uh, as a side note, the, your major in college, does that kind of tie into that as well? Yes, yes. So I studied um, nutrition and agriculture at UMaine. And so just uh, love what you know nutrition can do for an athlete um always been really keen on that growing up uh in a family that really prioritized wellness and and specific lifestyle habits to be able to take my career to the next level um both of my parents and a lot of my aunts and uncles um are in the healthcare field so it was something that was always highly valued in my family and something that I saw allow me to get that extra edge um so um, the business, uh, that my brother and I have founded is called young elite athletes. And we focus on developing better nutrition and lifestyle habits to be able to allow hockey families to feel more supported in their understanding of what to eat before games, how to sleep properly, how to wind down after late night games and practices and be able to wake up early, you know, for jumping into a big school day and big work day. Um, you know, all the lifestyle habits that go into being a busy hockey family and how to manage that with proper health habits. Um, so super, uh, you know, grateful for the, uh, the, the business that's been able to be built out in the community that we've been able to build across North America with hundreds of different hockey families. Um, and just really incredible to be able to see that transpire while I'm still playing as well. Um, it's something that I always wanted um, advice on growing up, even more so how it like specifically is tailored to a hockey player. Um, because, you know, just there's so much nutrition out, <laughs> nutrition information out there nowadays. It's like you just scroll on Instagram. You're like, what do I actually follow? So, um, yeah, we've been we've been able to do that for the past few years. And we have that 
private Facebook group that's 100% free with like recipes and tips. And I was actually just like live in the grocery store on like a Facebook live on it the other day. So um, that is our Elite Hockey Habits Hub. And we're actually giving out a $9,000 scholarship um, up and coming. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so that's going to be the, the close date for that is the 22nd of November. So if anyone wants, uh, more information for that, you guys can definitely jump into that private Facebook group and get all the details on that. And, um, yeah, really excited to be able to pay that forwards and, um, just continue to impact the game in a positive way. Can they, uh, I know you mentioned the Facebook group. Can they also find you on, on other platforms as well? Or is it just Facebook exclusive? Yes, just Facebook exclusively right okay. now. So everybody listening, go out there, go go send an, an uh, invite or a request to be invited. Um, I probably messed up the terminology of that, but um, yeah, you yeah, got okay. it. So all right, so I, I, I'm, I'm always a little hard on myself. Um, you survived the first part of our gauntlet of questions, but uh, the next part maybe not be so easy. Um, it's always a, a crapshoot. So, Allie, you know what time it is. Uh, it's time for the Mike Murphy questions. Are you ready to ask these questions? Uh, I don't know. We'll find <laughs> out. I don't know. Mariah, are you ready? <laughs> it's game time. Let's go. There's no time like showtime. <laughs> All right. We got a two parter to begin. Um, do you talk to your goalposts? And if you do, do they say anything back? love this um <laughs> i am not like flower i don't talk to my goalposts on a daily basis um the thing is that i definitely though like i'll i'll thank them if <laughs> if they if they come up big with the save and mariah is is not coming up big with the save, <laughs> then uh then you know that that nice red piece of equipment is getting a big thank you um so they don't say anything back, you know, they, they like to make some noises like ding, ding, but um, <laughs> a little bit like Christmas bells here, but um, it honestly doesn't happen too often. I'd like to say that is a good part. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my answer for that gauntlet question. Yep. All right. Um, if you could keep a snack on top of the net next to your bottle, what are you keeping there? Something healthy, probably. Honestly, dark chocolate. <laughs> That's what I have in between periods. So okay, huh. yeah. I think I would probably keep Sour Patch Kids up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your favorite dinosaur? Mm, long neck dinosaur. I All actually right. have a birthmark of a long neck dinosaur on my arm. So oh, yeah, it's a free tattoo. <laughs> The more you know. <laughs> All right. This one, I'm stumped. But anyway, um, would a vampire have to ask permission to enter the penalty box? He really hopes you uh, know your vampire lore. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is that I don't think that there's like any garlic around <laughs> the penalty box. So, and I don't know why the vampire would want to get into the penalty box. Like... Do they just, are they hungry for blood of these, like, Ooh. badasses who are, like, racking up pims? Bleeding knuckles. <laughs> Bleeding knuckles. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, vamp uh, the vampire lore is 
uh, I believe vampires have to ask to come into a, a, a whether it's a residence or any kind of doorway. I think they have to kind of ask, and if you let them in, like your neck is probably done. Uh, I think that's I think that's the direction that Mike was going in. Uh, Mike Murphy, we Thanks. love you. We love your questions. Please never stop sending them. It certainly breaks up the seriousness of this show, which isn't very serious to begin with. But uh, we love and appreciate Mike Murphy. Uh, great job, Allie. You survived that part. Um, Daisy on the ice asks, uh, for you, what goes into designing your mask and your setup? You kind of talked about that a little bit earlier, but what, what is there anything in particular that goes into those designs? Yes, I definitely. Oh, my goodness. I love designing equipment. That's why I'm like, so excited to design my next set. Um, it was. Jealous. Yes. Yes. I always know like you and Lev like had so much fun with that stuff. too. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I would say you know, it would be a big reason to go to Brian's for sure. But um, definitely or Bauer. But um, definitely love designing my equipment. I think that every season or, you know, every chance I get to be able to design my equipment, it's just really fun to be able to look at, you know, what am I trying to bring to the table? Um, last year going into AIK, having the colors black and yellow. I mean, it was so cool to go with a dark base again. Um, and, and to be able to bring that forward, uh, <laughs> everyone on my Instagram loved that set as well. I thought it was like really simple, but um, you know, really powerful in that way too. Looks so good with our black jerseys. I was like, I just always want to wear our black jerseys, but, um, yeah, what goes into it? A lot of just thought process and creativity, um, you know, with, with the certain brands that I've gone with for equipment the last few seasons, um, they haven't done really custom stuff. So it's sticking with whatever graphics that they have. I did really enjoy doing the icebergs with, uh, my Vaughn set, um, that was a, that was a fun, like kind of throwback. Um, and then going into helmets, I always incorporate, you know, a lot of meaning. I think every goalie does, um, you know, paying it to, to my heritage or like, you know, my grandparents who have helped raise me, um, helping, you know, like bringing in different ties, whether it be like that specific city or country, um, always having fun, like looking at either having it as a, like a glossy finish, a matte finish. Like there's just so many details nowadays. Um, and so many amazing, like hockey artists and, and things like that, that are able to bring whatever you have as a vision to life. And I think that that's like the coolest part. Um, and one of the coolest parts about being a goalie is just like looking like a, a badass goalie and being able to, to bring that vision to life. So, um, yeah, a lot of thought goes into it, a lot of creativity, a lot of screenshots, um, a lot of sending it to like different goalie buddies and saying, you know, like, what do you think about this color? What do you think about that? And like bringing this here. So, um, yeah, really just a lot of fun, huge process and a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, we want to try and get out of here in the next 15 minutes because my phone is dying. Uh, oh. So I'm going to ask you to maybe not go as long with your answers. Not that I don't want you to go long because I love listening to all your insights, but I don't want the show to just kind of drop out. Um, your most supportive goalie partner in your playing career. Is there one? Most supportive. Oh, my goodness. Goalie partner. The most? I would say when I was in Slovakia, 
Um, my goalie partner there, Andrea, she was like, and she was older than me and she just wanted to learn everything <laughs> that I had learned in my North American playing career through playing division one hockey, through playing, you know, boys hockey, like all of it. She just was just like always asking me questions and it was like hilarious us communicating because I could barely speak Slovak and she could barely speak English. So we would always, just, and we were roommates and that was like oh so different. Yeah. Just like to have a goalie partner be <laughs> your roommate as soon as you're moving into like a foreign country and like on this, you know, your first professional team. Um, and she was so supportive. Like every start that I got, like she was just, yes, yeah, like I couldn't ask for a more supportive goalie partner. She was amazing. So, um, yeah, I would say Slovakia when I played in Bratislava for the okay. EWHL. Okay, and that was that was pre CWHL NWHL. That was right after college, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, when you did the fastest goalie race at the All Star Game, was there any smack talk amongst the goalies <laughs> between me and Lev? <laughs> <laughs> no, Lev's like the funniest. Are you kidding me? She's always just like <laughs> she was hilarious. The smack talk between us? Nah, nah. It was all good vibes. All good vibes. Just. And, and that was the one in Boston, correct? Pardon, say that one more time. Sorry, that, fire check. That was that was the uh, All Star Game in Boston, I believe, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, that was uh, right before COVID happened. We were we were all there, and then yeah. the world kind of ended. Uh, lastly, from Daisy, thank you, Daisy, for all the questions. Uh, what is your favorite Thanksgiving Day side dish? Oh my goodness, my favorite side dish. You know, I love the sweet potato with the pecans and marshmallows on top. Oh, okay. That's a little different one. Allie, what about you? I do really like the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows. I've never had it with pecans or pecans. I don't know how to say that word. Stupid enough. Um, but... Depends on where you're from. You can say it however you want. <laughs> um, I, I had never really had that before but brennan's dad makes it and i i've come to like it okay awesome uh, Allie, i want to ask you a question do you think that my accent kind of sounds like a minnesota accent or no to be honest your screams canadian we don't unless you, you get real far up north that i wouldn't say minnesotan it's scream gotcha. canadian gotcha i've gotten a couple like midwests lately and i'm like hmm you know what? You've been spending time in Michigan, though, and people would probably assume Minnesota. Mm -hmm. at, that's mm -hmm. fair. I've gotten, yeah, I've gotten Michigan, like, five. I like, get so much of it. I'm like, whoa. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Jedi2815 asked, what was your Lake Placid bubble experience like? But we kind of already addressed that. So you can, I'm sure Jedi listened to that early part. Thank you for the question. Uh, Steph asked, uh, favorite Thanksgiving food. I think you kind of answered that as well, unless you want to add a, a, an additional, uh, like a regular food. Uh, a yeah. Regular. Food. I mean, we'll go with like stuffing. Stuffing's the bomb. Okay. Nothing, nothing like stuffing at Thanksgiving. It's the best. Uh, if you could have any animal as a pet, what would it be? Any animal? Well, my favorite yeah. animal, favorite animals are whale, horse, and tiger. <laughs> 
Those would be tough ones to have as a pet. I guess a horse maybe would be the easiest. Uh, I would say, yeah, whale would definitely be my my go-to if I could have any animal. I would want to be, my favorite movie is Avatar of all time. So the way of water, I mean, it's just like, yeah. So I would would have a whale. That would be my ultimate pet. That's awesome because it was like kind of some kind of uh, symmetry that you ended up with the Connecticut well at one point in your career. Yes, that's why I had like um, my avatar on <laughs> on my helmet when I played for the whale. Oh. Yes, yes. I had an amazing now. artist uh, in Buffalo, Danielle. She was incredible and she brought my full vision to life. Oh my goodness. I really should do another post about that. So she was, yeah, amazing. So um definitely a whale and definitely out in the wild like still in the sea okay okay you can adopt a whale i think i think those are something that you could do um uh last question from steph hockey has merged with medieval jousting what weapon are you replacing your goalie stick with cool uh i wish i had like is this like optional like multiple choice can you give me like a few options um I do not. I'm not familiar with medieval weaponry. I would say probably like a a lance or maybe like a spiked ball. What are those called? Maces. Um, I would I would assume like whatever whatever medieval kind of weapon you can think of is probably on the table. Cool. I mean, let's just throw hockey completely aside in terms of like efficiency. I would totally, <laughs> I would totally have like yeah one of those like lances i guess that would be really cool like a spike ball would be unreal though like just whipping that thing around yeah that'd be crazy it would be really hard to stop a puck though like you'd have to time it perfectly to be able to to stop the puck i mean i think at that point you'd just be ruthless and racking up pims how about about this you could have a a lance in in one hand to kind of like poke check and then you could have the mace in the other hand to kind of (laughs) people away from your crease there you go maybe just <laughs> maybe just an axe in the middle of it and just start chopping up the puck there you go <laughs> um lastly from steph uh she also wanted to take the time to thank fuji for the signed photo that she got from me uh it's displayed in her nwhl slash phf poster binder um i told the story about that i don't know if it was last week or the week before where um, I came to see your your team play uh, at the end of the season against Toronto, and I was uh, speaking with the t- Toronto coach, and you knew that I was there to also speak to you, and you waited like another, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes or so to just to, to wait for me to finish, and um, I gave you a lot of praise because like it, it would have been very easy for you to be like, like, screw this guy, like I have to get back to, I don't know if you were still driving back to Massachusetts then, but... I know you had a long commute, and you were going to play the next day as well. Um, so kudos to you for sticking around um, and signing that picture and, and indulging me me in my probably dumb questions. I don't remember what I asked at that point, but um, just you're you're just one of the nicest people, um, and I have all the time in the world for you. And um, so so stoked and excited that we got to have you on our show today. Um, that's pretty much it for our listener portion questions ali do you have anything further you want to ask before we say goodbye to fuji no but i'll be keeping my eyes out for um sounds like we have a potential new setup coming up um so we'll be keeping our eyes and ears peeled yes yes amazing thank you both so much and thank you to everyone who's listening and uh yeah just really 
yeah, happy to be here. Happy to have some good vibes and great conversations and good laughs. So um, thank you guys so much for having me as a guest today. You're very welcome. And you can follow Mariah on Twitter or X or whatever you're calling it this week. It's at Fuji Magoli, F-U-J-I-M-A-G-O-A-L-I-E. I think I spelled that right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at D Rice Hockey or Dr. Ice Hockey, however you want to say it or read it. And you can find Allie Morse on Twitter at just at Allie Morse. Very simple, plain Jane, even though she's not a Jane, she's an Allison, but we call her Allie anyway. Uh, Fuji, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as I said, I always have all the time in the world for you. And if there's ever anything you need, you, you know, you can just reach out to me. Um, Thank you so much, everybody who listened live. Uh, we've had six, seven, eight, eight people, I guess, listening for most of the show. A uh, little different time than we normally come to you at. And thank you to everybody who listens to us on podcast forum. Um, I see on Spotify we average anywhere from between 100 to 150 listeners after we upload those episodes. That's awesome. Our last episode on here, just on here on Twitter. I think we cracked almost 300 listeners when we had Carly Markey on. Uh, that was phenomenal. I think we were a little blown away by that. But the, the power of the, the stat and analytics community is greater than probably Allie and I are aware of. So um, thank you to everybody for that. Uh, next week, as I said, we'll try and get maybe Courtney Mord on. Uh, I know it's a short week, the holiday and all that kind of stuff, at least for us here in the States. Um, so that may or may not happen. Uh, happen. I don't know what I just said there. I got bunnies on the mind hopping. Uh, <laughs> uh, as always, this is kind of a, a live show. It sometimes can be a train wreck. So I, I appreciate everybody for bearing with us uh, with my perhaps muffled microphone sounds from time to time. Uh, working through that. Hopefully we get better as we go along. Um, if you haven't already, you can follow and subscribe to the Ice Garden podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Odyssey app, um, something cool that I don't know about that the, the kids these days are, are all the rage about. Uh, just search for the Ice Garden um, and you'll be able to find all of our shows as well as our colleague shows. And you can also go to the Ice Garden and subscribe to have all of our articles delivered to your inbox. You can do this for free. You can also make a small donation. Uh, those donations really help us. Uh, we get paid, it was the 15th of every month. Um, and because of your support, and as I mentioned earlier, donations, uh, we had a little bit more money in the budget. Mike Murphy, our, our leader and, and uh, friend, has, was able to reach into the piggy bank and get Allie and I these uh, spiffy new wireless microphones, which is awesome and and. Um, I, I heard that the last episode sounded much clearer than our previous ones, so we're appreciative of Mike for and everybody who supported us for allowing us to do these kind of things. Um, lastly, before we say good afternoon, I guess because we usually say usually the last thing before we say good night um, is just if you have a chance, just be nice to somebody. Obviously, Thanksgiving is coming up in the holiday season where it's kind of you know. Uh, be nice to each other. Uh, everybody's going through a lot of different stresses probably in their lives. Uh, but you never know if 
a simple gesture, whether it's holding the door open for somebody or or helping somebody who's broken down or, or whatever the situation may be, these little things, saying please, saying thank you, like sometimes those things go a long way and you never know, you might change somebody's life. Um, so having said that, uh, phone made it, didn't die, still have like 25% left. So that's awesome. Uh, Allie, anything further from you before we say goodnight or goodbye? No, go Vikings and go wild. Hopefully, I don't want to be sad tomorrow. We got a lot of we got a lot of sports tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota sports is is quite the roller coaster. So uh, I'm I'll be watching tomorrow night is Sunday night football. So everybody will be watching. Um, go Vikings! Uh, shout out to Ali's dad, Steve, who's been listening to us. I think from the start. That's awesome. We love and appreciate you. Mariah, we love and appreciate you too. And all of our listeners, you guys are the fucking best. Uh, I know I cursed, but Mariah already cursed early. So, um, and I cursed, I think, before she even came on. So uh, this is an adult program. Like I'm sure some kids might be listening, but um, it's we didn't say anything that you probably haven't heard elsewhere. All right, I'm going to shut up and stop rambling. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, everybody, for the support. And especially thanks to Fuji for joining us uh, this glorious Saturday afternoon in mid-November. Hope everybody has a great holiday if we don't speak to you before then. And we'll see you on the other side.